Ball spa. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be all, end all, know it all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Calc with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. Good Thursday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Put some NFL stuff. I was reading something yesterday. We wondered this time last week, how would it go? Amazon Prime, first game, what would happen? Well, there's a little bit of the numbers started. Not, Not a not a guaranteed rating from Nielsen, but some different things in an article I read yesterday uh, that will tell us whether or not it was a success or not. How do they measure that? Uh, some did, of did it was some of it was courtesy of the Prime memberships that were sold. Okay, um, and then the the Amazon people uh, had a certain expectation and and whether or not it was met or not. Uh, I'll tell you as far as what they thought they could get for viewership. I'm sure they do a little bit like we do, right? Analytically, analytically, you can go in the backside, as we call it, and I'm sure that's see how many watched, how many stayed on, how many hours were watched. Yeah. I th- I've seen that measured a lot, as when they're trying to get ratings for like TV shows and stuff. That was the most watched show. They, X amount of people watch it for this many hours. I've seen that. I'm like, okay, well, that's right. kind of what we do. Yeah, I think that's probably. I mean, it's a website, it's a stream. I'm sure that they can get those numbers a little bit the same way that we do. Mm-hmm. I saw. Uh, Another one coming up tonight, Steelers-Cleveland. And then all the NFL this week, we'll talk about that. Um, College football, uh, we'll wrap up Bedlam. We didn't talk about that yesterday. Wrap up how everybody feels. Tell us how you feel about it. Uh, I think it feels like people are starting to move on. Uh, I know this will come back up week of, especially if both teams are on a collision course for not only that game, but maybe even a rematch of the Big 12 title game. Speaking of that, um, Let's relook at the Big Twelve, um, and if you could make a change, if you if you've seen something that you didn't expect, or you see, or you, you're not liking something that you picked, would you change what your matchup would be as we head into conference play? Is somebody disappointing you? Is somebody playing better than you thought? Uh, we'll, we'll look at that, and then also uh, around the country as well. Um, there, there's one massive change I would make to my to, to my final four uh, that I had different than everybody else on the planet that I would certainly change at least for myself. Uh, small school districts started yesterday, actually in a few places, uh, in fast pitch softball. Uh, we'll give you those results for the teams around the area. Also tell you where uh, things are going on today. What time? I know just a couple of times. Uh, thank you to Darren Danielson for that. Actually, uh, from Leedy, as he sent me the schedule. Uh, for that fall baseball regional up there in Leedy. So I, I know those times. I know where everybody else is playing, who's playing. Uh, but we'll talk about that. And then also, happy anniversary, Jared. Well, did I forget? No, that was in July. What what what, what anniversary? I'll tell you what the anniversary okay. is coming up right <laughs> at the top of the show. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. 225-9698. Give us a call. Shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things I laid out. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in. That's 225-9698. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple of ways to stay in touch with the show. You can log on to kadsam.com. You can download the app. The app's free. It's got everything that we do here. It's got radio, Penny News, a brand new edition of the Penny News. Hit the website um, Wednesday at, at midnight. Also, <clears throat> I personally laid my eyes on... Uh, free copies of the print edition of the Penny News last night. So it's out all across <clears throat> the area. And so you can uh, pick up a free copy of your Penny News, check out the deals in this week's Penny News. Also, uh, Big Out TV and Paragon TV both involved in the app. <clears throat> you can watch live streaming of high school sports. Paragon TV will have a couple this week. Um, let's see, it's Hollis and Surreal, Merritt and uh, Moreland. Both those are road games, I believe, for the Paragon schools. So um, Hollis will head to Surreal, and Merritt will be at 
Moreland. And of course, the Skinny on Sports podcast. If you miss our show entirely, you can go back and find us on kadsam.com or find us on iTunes. Good morning, Jared. How are you? What a beautiful morning. Is it? You don't like this cool, crisp weather on the first day of fall? <clears throat> Excuse me. It's okay. <laughs> You're more of a I'd hot. rather I'd rather get the whatever the phlegm out of my throat. But <laughs> now I mean look, it looks it's all overcast. I Is it? See, I can see out the window. Look at that. Yeah. Gray. Yay, gray. No. I am the the temperature was nice. A little bit of a bite from the north wind. Yeah, a little bit. Listen, you know, it's it, going to warm up. If it'll be it's 80, hot. that'll be fine. It will be, what they say. Like 83 or 4, I think. Yeah, it's not horrible. I just finally, not... It finally felt like when I walked outside, it finally felt like football weather. Yeah, that's such an overrated phrase. Why? You know, is football weather, is that great? When, when you can't even stand to be in the stands because it's cold? Yeah, probably not. This will be next Friday. Looks like what what to me is football weather, like eighty five and sunny. Well, you look that far ahead. I haven't even looked that far ahead. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I mean, starting next Monday, we it looks like we won't even break ninety. That we'll would be stay, nice. We'll Listen, stay in the eighties. I'm all about. Oh no, I'm getting taunted on the text line because of fall. Don't even say that on air. I'm getting taunted. The, the, that P word followed by the S word. I can't wait for pecan pie, pumpkin spice. You know, you're oh. seeing it everywhere. Here it is. Feels like it gets earlier and earlier each and every year. As soon as we get past July the 4th, bam, pumpkin spice right in your face. Oh. All over. And, of course, the lonely pecan gets underrated this time of year each and every fall season. It's one of the sadder things. Well, no, it's not. With everything going on in our society, it's way down the list. But it's a sad deal. <laughs> the disrespect that the pecan gets at this time of year because of the pumpkin. You know what the pumpkin's good for? Carving? Or carving and putting a, and a candle in. Carving, and then and it's nice for decorations and everything. And then it's uh, pretty fun to blow up when you gather with your family on Thanksgiving. You know what's the best part about <laughs> it, the pumpkin? Pepitas. Papayas? What? Papitas. What is papitas? The seeds. Oh, the seeds. Yes. Do you like Do you like eating those seeds? Yeah, they're good. You can put make yep. put all kinds of different flavors on them. Yep, we've done that after we've carved them and uh-huh. then we'll save the seeds, that's bake right. them, spice them up, and bake them. Exactly. That, that's good yep. stuff. Yeah, that's not bad. It's kind of um, like it's kind of like the reverse sunflower seeds. Like you eat them in the fall, like you eat sunflower seeds in the spring and summer. Better not <laughs> eat them out there at the fields. Well, there's no one there to throw me out, so anywho, moving on. See, you just won't let it go. I mean, I I, I stopped you from trying to make yourself look, or get get yourself in trouble, let's say that, Oh, with the people that that are from around town. You're making it sound like I'm the only one who has a problem with this. Well, you're the only one that has that microphone to gripe about it. Well, I'm speaking for the people. Well, uh, some of them yes, other ones no. Uh. Once again, that is Jared, J-A-R-E-D at K-E-C-O-F-M dot com. That's right. Not Aaron. That's right. I mean, hell, you've already made one girl cry. That may be why they ran him off. That, I cannot confirm that was me. <laughs> oh, I can. It was a, You're the one that yelled at her. No, there was multiple people. She just looked at me. As you were yelling th- at her. There was multiple people. <laughs> I can't imagine why. I mean, they've done a pretty good job. Just, you know what? If those, go- if those coaches are going to make kids cry, why don't they just call the game? <laughs> One-time incident, and then all of a sudden they strike. Come on. I think that's what happened. No, it's not. Yeah. and he's It's still the does. same reason no one else can stay employed. And he still they doesn't like cheerleading or old people. Okay, where is this coming from? <laughs> that's that's you. where you're putting words in my mouth. Uh, I never said that. You had a dissertation just last I week. I never said anything about that. Oh, I believe you might. Uh, this is fake news. You're, you're putting words in my mouth. Anyhow. Wrong. So Wrong. what are you going to do tomorrow? Tomorrow night. Well, nothing in concrete, but nothing. Nothing. 
uh, probably uh, probably just turn on the TV and start scanning through games. Maybe watch a little Merritt, a little Hollis, some other teams of interest in our district, and relax. What about you? Oh. It's going to be a stressful evening, Jared. Why is that? Wyatt is going to the movies with a group of a uh, a mixed gender group. Mm. How mixed? I mean, we getting is it an even mix here? I think or? it was five boys and four girls. Is what he told me today. Oh dear! Driving so, over. Someone's gonna. Man, this is where it starts. Any adult supervision? Please tell me. Yes. I don't know that to be true. I'm not listen. I'm so far out of the loop. <laughs> I just know it's that just, there's a movie. You just know that's happening. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess ignorance is bliss. All right. All right. Well, good luck with that. Somebody needs to tell the young man he's got a football game to play the next day. <laughs> I bet you that's the last thing on his that's mind. That's what he needs to be thinking. <laughs> Yeah, what first movie flag. doesn't matter he, does, they don't he doesn't, know even, what, know. doesn't even know he what doesn't movie. even know <laughs> he's already getting led around by his ear <laughs> uh, oh geez well anyhow have fun with that so i'm, afraid I'm joking ready. now but i mean yeah i got two girls i'm yeah, gonna right. get ready for that in a few years Ugh. that's exactly right oh, maybe some adult bevies that are gonna have to be consumed to, to get through this thing this yeah all right, so <laughs> I mentioned happy anniversary. Yes. You don't have any idea. What Is it, it our anniversary? It's not our okay. anniversary. It's not ours. It's a way more famous one than that. <laughs> if anybody hasn't read this article, I don't read it. This was brought to me by a mother of children. I think this is worth reading. Let me tell you why I'm talking about this article. Three-fourths of this is inaccurate. It's fiction. Here's all that kid did. He goes to class. He's respectful to the media. He's respectful to the public. And he's a good kid. And he's not a professional athlete. And he doesn't deserve to be kicked when he's down. That's why I don't read the newspaper. Because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me or our coaches. That's all I got to say. Makes me want to puke. All right, so uh, we all remember that and how oh, yeah. awesome it was. Oh, yeah. The one part that's that's not talked about very much is at the end there. Who was clapping? You think Jenny Carlson got mad at the people clapping after she just got completely berated in front of the nation? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, how? Let me uh, it was probably uh, so. Like, let me let's let's put it for you. Like in, yeah. in in your context, if somebody came up here and was mad about a story, that's happened. That, but I mean, and but we all were sitting there watching you just get slammed, right? How, how, how would you feel would, when when saying. the guy walks off and a couple of us are like, "Hey, that a baby? Way to go!" Yeah, I'm like, well, that's what hey, I'm talking about. Thanks, colleagues. I appreciate your support there. Yeah. No, I'd be a little put out, sure. Yeah, but those clapping are probably the same ones who um, carry a mic on the sideline for <laughs> Robert Allen. Yeah, Robert Allen. Or, <laughs> Here's Robert Allen's clapping for sure. That's there what I'm go. saying. You know, is those like okay? Well, I I get paid by the university to report for him, so I need to stay on the good graces with the guy that's going to give me the info. Maybe I don't know. Some people just generally just uh, uh, agreed with what he said. And there was it was very polarizing what she wrote. Sure, you know, if you didn't know the facts, then what you read, think, well, that's fact. And I could see where where Gundy get upset. But back to your question, I'd get it. There's a there's a camaraderie uh, 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 of uh, journalism where I could see her going, "Where's my support?" You know. And then at the end of the day, I mean, it has to go through an editing process. Like, it got through. Her editor looked at it and goes, yeah, run with it. So, so hey, he, I got my facts. I wrote my stuff, and I ran through him, and he, he okayed it, and it, it went to print. So, I, uh, yeah. 
but I can see. Yeah, I've had that come. I've had someone come here, and uh, not not a lot, maybe twice. And I just I'm like, okay, I'll let you air it out. Fine, like she did. Gun. I mean, who was going to stop Gundy at that point? But let me air it out. But in back of my mind, I'm thinking, I know where I got my facts, and they're trusted sources, and I I ran with it. Anywho. But I could see where that could upset somebody. But she kind of, I, I remember her, like, the next Monday. She, I guess she was on a radio show, and she she took it fine, you know. And she is still employed at the Oklahoma. Still. Still there. Both are still there. What were the odds <clears throat> 15 years ago? I know. <laughs> that both would still be at the now, same Now, the question is, I, like, I, is she, like, is there an unspoken ban? Does she still show up at Stillwater to the pressers, post-game pressers? My Does he still hold that against her, or is it water under the bridge, moved on? It was I'd say probably ago? 15. 15. It's, yeah. it's like, okay, 15 years ago, it's done, or is it? I yeah, would but guess. But that's the thing about journalism, Aaron, is when you screw up once, it stays with you. If you're pegged for plagiarism, if you get bad info and print print it or go to air with it, it's it can stay with you in the journalism world where you're discredited. Yeah, that's why I don't know if uh, what she wrote was it true. Because guess what? She still is at her job, still doing the exact right. job she was hired to do don't all recall, the way back then. Yeah, don't recall her ever getting um, suspended or, or had to print a retraction. Don't recall any of that. I don't either. I think it was more of she went on the tours of, of not necessarily, but defending what she wrote. Yeah. And, you know. And that's I, what I remember. So I, I, she said, I this was, yeah. She wrote what she wrote because she, she believed in it. Uh-huh. And she did defend it. And kudos to her. I mean, she could have easily have backed down. You know what? I was wrong. And maybe I overdid it a little bit on my opinion on the quarterback whatever but that's the whole but, thing though it wasn't an opinion yeah i know was yeah no was I, that an opinion piece or more of a feature the, story I, I wonder if the piece is archived and go by it's about bobby reed right bobby reed worth a google bobby reed yeah i, I don't know well here did you find it i found can't read the whole thing on well here, we're not but, gonna read <laughs> I mean, I think this is fairly safe here, coming from the Oklahomans' archives. Hmm. And joining me is the Oklahoman sports editor, Mike Sherman, and columnist Jenny Carlson. Jenny, at today's OSU press conference, you had a chance to talk with football coach Mike Gundy. How did it go? Well, I got a chance to ask one of the questions that I really wanted to ask after uh, Saturday and uh, after Mike Gundy uh, had what a lot of people are calling a a tirade after the, the Texas Tech game. The question I really wanted to ask him was, he, he said on Saturday that, that three-fourths of what I had written in Saturday's column was inaccurate. And I really wanted to know from him what those inaccuracy, inaccuracies were, what those statements of fact that were wrong were. And unfortunately, I didn't get any answers. Uh, I asked the question. The question was also asked by a couple other people in different ways. And still, we don't have answers to that. So that's unfortunate because when you contend that there's that much wrong with something, I, as a reporter, would really like to know what was wrong with Agreed. the story. Agreed. And I think that sums up what what she wrote made him mad and i remember yeah there was something about his mom feeding him chicken on the bus after a troy loss if i remember all this kind of coming back a little bit um in which he didn't play the greatest yeah i i I think at the end of the day what she wrote made him mad Mm -hmm. trying to protect his player but nothing she wrote was necessarily false right is that that's kind of where we're at? Kind of where it's at. It just you know sometimes the truth hurts. And and here's the deal. And I get the protecting the player side. I totally get that. That's Absolutely right. Absolutely do. And you also had Mike Sherman there at the time, the editor of the sports page. And obviously the you couldn't see that, but he was just the way he's standing before every said a word. Clearly there to defend mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. in in her reporting as far as the the truth aspect of it. So anyhow. Happy 15th year. I don't think there's any doubt that, in a lot of ways, that helped Oklahoma State football program. Ah, you know, it made everybody. It endeared Gundy to a lot of parents. Sure, 
Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. This is a guy that will fight for my son and, and, right. and stand up for my son no matter what. And yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's yeah. any doubt that, that that was. A lot of people didn't know who Gundy was until that happened that, outside you know, of the state. You and, know what I mean? Think about that. I, that's 2007, so that's pre-stadium renovation. Mm-hmm. Just right there, all that coming together at the same time. It was kind of the springboard because you think about you know, 2008, uh, everybody remembers as OU Texas Tech and Texas tied at the end there. Oklahoma State was just right there, too. Uh, they were all, at one point, I think, in the top 15, maybe even in the top 10 uh, at, at different parts of that season. And then, of course, 11, 2011 happened with the Big 12 title and, and almost playing for a BCS title. So I, I don't think there's any doubt that that, <clears throat> along with the renovations and all that, all, all the facilities and whatnot, was the springboard of OSU football really coming into prominence where yeah. it remains today. Uh, small school district fast pitch and fall baseball gets going today. Actually, it got going yesterday in a couple of locations. All these Class B teams, I believe. Uh, Leedy is moving on uh, as they beat Tyrone fifteen to five. Timberlake beat Tyrone twenty one to eight. Leedy beat Timberlake sixteen to six and ten nothing. So Lady Bison are on to regionals, as are the Hammond Lady Warriors. Hammond defeated Fargo twice. 12-0 and 14-1. Lakeba Sickles is also headed to the regional tournament as they knocked off Calumet twice. 13-1 and 8-0. Elsewhere in Class B today, you've got a three-teamer between Arnett, Boyce City, and Beaver. Mountain View, Godibo, Fort Cobb, Broxton, and Geary. You've got Visai, Buffalo, and Winoka, and then Sentinel, Chattanooga, and Granite. Uh, all that in Class B. Class A, there's a couple of two-team uh, districts and then some threes. Rappo Butler and uh, Burns Flat Dill City is one of them. Canute plays Thomas. Shattuck plays Fargo, Fort Supply, Moreland, and Laverne. We'll round out those uh, the four local Class A district tournaments. Then the three-teamers, it's Hollis, Cheyenne Raiden, and Snyder. You've got Navajo, Carnegie, and Fletcher. And then Sealing, Ringwood, and Cherokee. Fall Baseball. We'll start in Class A right over at Canute, a four-team district, which is interesting. There's a couple of those. Uh, Canute, Blair, Canute, it's Canute. Now, this one's going to, this is just one. <laughs> Blair, Olusty, El Dorado, uh, Cheyenne Raiden, and Sentinel. Then you've got uh, Hydro Weeklies at Sterling with Navajo and Ninicaw. This seems like a brutal district to me, just with the names. Arapo Butler is at Latta. Fletcher's there as well in Santa Fe South. Then you got Visai Bing, Fargo Gage, Fort Supply. Then Class B, uh, Fort Cobb, Roxton, Arnett, and Cement are at Fort Cobb. You got Calumet, Dover, and Eric all at Calumet. Granite's hosting Chatty and Lomega. Leedy has Aline Cleo and Hammond. Here's that schedule, I can tell you. Hammond and Aline Cleo will play at 2 o'clock. At 4.30, it's Leedy and Hammond. At 7, it's Leedy and Aline Cleo. Then tomorrow at 4.30, if everybody wins a game, if everybody goes one and one, then Hammond and Allie and Cleo will play. If there's a two and O team and a one and one team, those two teams will play. If the one and one team wins, the seven o'clock will be the if necessary game there up in Leedy. And then finally, Big Pasture, Duke, and Turner. It's hard to believe we're already into playoffs, right? It <laughs> is. Didn't school just start? Yeah. Or, didn't it's... summer just start? Yeah, yeah. I mean, summer ended yesterday, so. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, but it's it's crazy. Good luck to all the teams. Congratulations yeah, we'll have, to the ones that, that took it home yesterday. Leedy, Hammond, awesome stuff. Looked like they Sickles. did it pretty easily. Lukeba Sickles. And um, hopefully it's a lot of local teams, both softball and baseball, playing, what is that, second weekend of October for some titles. Am I, is my math wrong? I think it's something like that. BOU Texas weekend. It is. That's what I remember last time. Yeah. yeah. That'll be fun. Be fun run. We'll have some results tomorrow for you. Kind of let you know where everything stands. Look ahead to the Friday night gridiron games as well. A lot of bedlam going on uh, across the state of Oklahoma. And it's and, only September 22nd. And it's, and it's <laughs> honestly started to, to filter into the national consciousness. Um, I thought... You know, you don't expect anything different in that heated rivalry. But, you know, yesterday Doug Gottlieb right on these airwaves said he wouldn't play Oklahoma in anything if it was up to him. Speaking of discredited journalists, go ahead, though. Yeah, there's that. 
it, it's been an interesting it's been interesting to me to watch this thing because the people that for all these years have claimed this is not a rivalry i.e. OU fans mm-hmm. are the ones that seem to be fighting to play the game so wait a minute was it not a was it, was it really a rivalry or you know what's going you know that that's that part of it and then the people that for years have had the idea it's improved a little bit recently but where golly you know one in ten but that one is OU yay are the ones that are to hell with it let's move on it's yeah. so amazing how like the the whole idea of what bedlam has been for 115 years has gone a complete 180 with the thinking of of each fan base that, that's been really interesting interesting to me to watch how the, the mental gymnastics i guess from both sides have got them on the other side of the completely on the other side of the spectrum yeah it's funny it's funny i it there's in it's happening everywhere like both sides of the he said he said all he said she said and uh, did you hear what Stoops said yesterday? Yeah, I listened to Stoops on, yeah. on with Jim and Al, and he not with he, what he said on the Sirius XM. Oh, I don't no, know well, what show it was, but thing. it was a it's probably it's probably similar to the same thing. I mean, he's just like, ah, we're moving on, because uh, that's I guess his stance was of it all. But I mean, there's a lot of opinions about it, different angles about it, why it's going away, why it's not continuing, and it's. You Whose know? fault is the biggest thing? If I if think it's if everyone, it's stubbornness on both sides. Well, how about this? Uh, how how about this? It started out guaranteed OU's fault because they were going to the SEC and now made this a non-conference game. Okay, mm-hmm. I think we can all agree with that. The catalyst for all this conversation is OU going to the SEC. And now it's not a conference game, and now you don't you're not guaranteed to play every year. But from that, when it, then NOSU said, "Okay, well we're not going to play. We've got these other things set up. We, we've got Arkansas, we've got Oregon, we've got Alabama, and so we're not we're not going to you know kowtow down to changing our schedules just to appease you guys that are leaving. That makes sense." Can we all agree? Sure. Can we all yeah. agree with that? Yeah. It's kind of like what Gundy was alluding to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and of course, a lot of what he said was right. I, I had that queued up, and then I hit refresh looking for something else on Twitter, and it's gone. And then the I'm a man thing came up today. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. I had it today, too. Oh, I see. Um, but I, I refreshed the wrong one. Anyhow, a, a lot of what he said was right. I think the thing that, that a lot of that the OU fans took a little bit it felt like he took a shot at was the following texas comment which listen that's just the the rivalry but everything else he said it's hard to dispute oklahoma left oklahoma didn't tell anybody oklahoma had all these months and months of negotiations uh, with another conference behind everybody's back and oklahoma chased the money but you know what else can be true so would have everybody else yeah if it was your option so there, there's just a lot of back and forth about it but here's what i want to know do you think it really does help both schools to does, not play this game? Does it help? Mm-hmm. No. Does it hurt both? That that they're not playing. Does it hurt? Does it hurt both? Does it help both? Uh, how does this go? Man, I listen. Or does I, it even matter? I, I'm trying to dissect why people on both sides are upset for the various reasons in in on the osu side i've had different theories and opinions of why osu the administration all the way down to the fan base why they're upset is it because they're losing their one true rival one two is it because they're losing a heck of a money maker when ou's coming to town every other okay year. i mean you, you say that but then this year ou's not coming there and they I, finally sold out student tickets they sold more yeah uh season tickets than ever without them being there mm-hmm. anyway go ahead yeah um those are my two prominent reasons why they're upset and three they feel left behind kind of like 
I mean, we've seen it across the country when schools are going to different conferences and rivalries are broken up and there's a bitterness of, you're leaving us behind. Why didn't you take us with you? We're a natural rival. Um, is there hurt feelings involved? I, I mean, there's a lot of mixed emotions with it. But I, I mean, as far as your question, is it who does it hurt? I, it could, and I think the ult in the long run, I mean, does it hurt OSU financially? I, I think that's what they're kind of worried about. This game isn't that. I, I mean, I just it, it's they they proved this year that they don't have to have Oklahoma on their schedule to set records, money wise. Mm-hmm. Here's where I but, think, it, but just. To interject, does that continue if, say, the product of on the field isn't as good? Now, it does, see, that's the whole thing. It doesn't matter if OU's there or not, in my mind, if the product doesn't continue to be good. that that's you, You've hit my point that I was going to say. It doesn't matter who's on the schedule for winning. Because mm-hmm. if you're winning, people, people show are up. showing up. Exactly. And if people it, – it, then, then it's going to take a long time, a lot of winning, before you start griping about who's on the schedule – in Stillwater, Oklahoma, during a football season, because you're, because you're winning, and th- this is the most important time in Oklahoma State football history over the next five to ten years, because they now have a chance to take over one of those playoff spots, one of those twelve playoff spots, right? Without Oklahoma, without Texas in their conference, they have a chance to be a team that is annually putting themselves into the, the the college football playoff. And that chance grows immensely. The percentage chance of them being able to do that grows immensely without OU and Texas being in that conference. Right, and that's something we've said. It's a huge thing for them. We've said for over a year, ever since this was announced, that this is OSU's chance to – to leap up to the top of this conference and that was before we even knew who was coming in but still they still have that chance with you know against the teams like BYU and Houston and the others they still have a great chance to to be the king of the Big 12. Sure they do and here's another thing for both sides why in the world would you want to to lock yourself in for the next 15 or 20 years playing each other when you when you have a chance to go to Oregon, you have a chance to go to Alabama. You can you go to Arkansas in non conference for OSU. OU's got Michigan coming up, Clemson later on down the line. Why would you want to lock yourself in to playing each other when you really don't want to, and you have these opportunities to go to all these other places out out of conference? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you're taking away those opportunities to go to those places, and yeah, I I, I absolutely see what you're saying. Absolutely. And now, I, on the, now on the OU side, the the thing that started it all was the no, most no-brainer of the whole situation. <clears throat> the thing that started Bedlam being gone is the fact that OU went to the SEC. And, of course, they're going to the SEC if they get the chance. Oklahoma State and the rest of the Big 12 is hoping and praying that, they're, that, the, that the contract that they can get from the TV networks is the same or maybe just a tick better than what they've got right now, which is somewhere in that thirty-five to forty million dollar range a year. Oklahoma's going to get eighty by making this move. It's the biggest no-brainer in the whole thing. Of course, Oklahoma goes to the SEC for multiple reasons. Money being by far number one, and then of course now you you start looking at the trips that are there within that conference for the fans. It's it's a clear no-brainer. So I, I think. The whole situation comes down to this. If you just will quit caring about whose fault it is, you realize both te- both schools have some culpability in why Bedlam's not going to be a thing anymore. At that point, then you can start looking at the bright side of things for both places, and those bright side, that, that, those things outweigh playing this game for both sides immensely, or the opportunity for it to outweigh it. Now they both have to, to to be able to find a way to make the good out of it. Oklahoma can't go to the SEC and be seven and five every year. Which, listen, history has proven it doesn't make a damn what conference Oklahoma is in. Oklahoma is one of the best five programs of all time. They'll figure out a way to be 
a version of Oklahoma that's involved in, in winning conference championships. They just they they have the most. That's just what's going to happen. They Listen, always have. They always yeah. have. And oh, by the way, back in the early two thousands, when the Big Twelve was clearly the best conference in the country, who was winning it? Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right, that Oklahoma. Yeah. So uh, you know that's uh, that that shouldn't even really even be a consideration because it's it, history shows that's not going to happen or it hasn't to this point. On the Oklahoma State side, uh, it, it's hard to even talk about that because they are at the pinnacle of their history right now, or for a sustained amount of time. I mean, there was some, <clears throat> there was a couple of flash in the pans in the you know mid seventies to to the early eighties, you know the mid eighties, and then it was just, but it, it's never continued on a certain level like it has since Mike Gundy's been there. So I, I think just. The, the the whole thing is though no but neither side is going to admit to the other one, okay it's more our fight well, for our fault than yours, no nah. that's not going to happen so so this is going to continue, but I'm just anxious to see if this carries over onto the playing field for the next couple of years. Oh you know it's going to dude. I it's going to be awful. Yeah I want it, oh it's going to be a fun game and there's yeah. going to be some some <clears throat> I think I think there's going to be some people do some stuff that they're going to regret <laughs> doing later on down the line. I mean. Dare I say the first SEC SEC <laughs> chant in inside Gaylord Family Memorial Stadium comes with a victory on November the nineteenth. I was there for the Tennessee game back in twenty fourteen. I don't remember it happening. Maybe it did. Uh, from Tennessee fans? No, from Oklahoma fans. I'm talking about OU chanting S. The OU fan base actually chanting S E C S E C and meaning it, not being sarcastic. Could it happen? I thought, uh, yeah, probably. Oh, I promise you, if yeah. OSU wins in Norman, you're going to hear it. Okay. You already heard it last year at Boone Pickett Stadium. Yeah, probably. Oh, you can guarantee that. You better believe that. I was just waiting for it at the Cotton Bowl last year. I was just you better believe I, that. I was thinking the entire stadium together <laughs> would be holding hands and, that and chanting. That ain't happening. <laughs> there ain't no kumbaya singing down there at the Cotton Bowl. No, but what I'm saying is to, just to rub it in. Sure. Either way, yeah. But Sooner fans actually embracing that when they when they claim they wouldn't. Could that be the time we see it? Probably. Yeah, you can promise you. OSU wins that game. You'll be hearing it. Mike Gundy may have a bullhorn down there on the sideline chanting it with, along with the fans. All right, let's look at the Big 12. What's been on the field? Did you have OU and Baylor in the Big 12 title game, I believe? Uh, yes, I did. Would you change that? Yeah. I who, mean, my, my knee-jerk reaction, yes. Who would you put in? I'd put OSU in over Baylor. Would you really? Yeah, the Baylor's offense does not look championship level. They do not. Um not impressed how they looked against BYU. Texas State's Texas State. But I think they're in real trouble going up to Ames this weekend. I would not no, I don't I don't like OSU looks more championship prepared uh, at this point. So yeah, that's where I would make the switch. OU I think I'm starting to believe how they looked in Nebraska. It looks like they pulled back the curtain more, opened up the playbook more. It feels like they were just kind of on cruise control against UTEP and Kent State. Didn't want to show us everything. Saw all of it then. A lot of praise for that defense from – when you're getting it from Colin Cowherd, That's then you, what know, I was about to say. you know you're turning some heads and, and, and opening some eyes. Yeah, that was sarcastic. So let's see – I'm not it, believing that for a you second. Know, you think he's just yeah. Yeah, baiting us in. Um, <clears throat> no doubt. But I think the defense is different. I think it does look different. Gus Johnson said it before he got bit by a spider. He do, they, they do look different. And swarming and lots of blitz packages, a lot of confusion, a lot of chaos, as Urban Myers described it. I I I think that is a good thing for OU, and I'll stick with them being one of the representatives. But I think it's a Bedlam Big 12 championship game come December. That's what I had originally. I would stick with it too, but I'm going to tell you something. And when we would talk about these guys in the preseason, now they could fall apart. But, I mean, Texas looks better. And especially if viewers can play. That's the whole key to me. If it's card, Texas is, you know, meh. Chance to beat you, but I don't think can win enough games to be there. 
But if Ewers is there with what he showed, I get it, small sample size, a quarter against Alabama, but it was against Alabama. Texas looks pretty serious if he can play. And they can find the, the, the emotions of what they did that a couple of Saturdays ago to get ready and, and, and push Alabama to the absolute brink. I think they're a contender, but I would still do the Bedlam thing myself, um, as I had earlier. What about your uh, final four? I'm sticking with it. You had Ohio State, Bama, Georgia, and OU. Mm-hmm. But I maybe changed the order, my <clears throat> seating. I had Alabama one. And Georgia. No. Nah, I had yeah. Ohio State two, Georgia three. I know you four. I, I'm flipping Alabama and Georgia. Out Georgia one. Sticking with Ohio State two, Georgia three. Because I think Alabama and Georgia kind of cannibalize each other. And Ohio State, I think, is going to be fine the rest of their schedule. Michigan might have something to say about that. But I think they do enough to get that two seed by default. Georgia drops to three. And OU Bama get, drops to three, you mean? I'm sorry, Bama yeah. drops to three. And um, OU, by winning the Big 12 with one or less losses, is in at four. Yeah, I had Georgia out. That was dumb. Just the, all the losses on defense. I needed to see it. Guess what? I saw it. I saw it's ridiculous. It. Yep. They've done uh, it. Definitely had Georgia yep. in. I'm on the fence on who to take out because I had Clemson and Utah. I'm not convinced. You. I'm, I'm not convinced the Big Twelve is, or the, excuse me, the Pac-12 is done like we thought the first week. Yeah. And here's why: Oregon just blitzed BYU. Yeah. Washington blitzed Michigan State. And, oh, by the way, nobody around here wants to hear it, but guess who the shining light of that conference is pretty good again, and that's USC. And I think that they carry they carry more cachet than the rest of those teams. So if they really can continue to be good and then let's say Utah can beat them on their home field, all of a sudden Utah bounces right back, right yeah. back up into that mix. Mm-hmm. I'm still not convinced that anybody in the Big 12 is good enough to, to be the conference champ with less than two losses. Uh, I would take Clemson out. Yeah, I'm not. I would take yeah, Clemson out. Clemson. Um, they, they're liable to get beat on the road this week against Wake Forest. I just haven't seen – DJ just ain't it, man. He just ain't it. And I'm not convinced that they can – first off, that they can make it uh, with a loss against what some of these other teams are going to have resume-wise. And I'm definitely not convinced they can run the table. So, yeah, Clemson's going to have to be out uh, to make way for Georgia. Uh, but I, I don't mind keeping Utah back in there. I think Utah's a good team. I think they should have won that game, but Florida didn't. But the conference in the Pac-12, I actually think might bolster them back up a little bit um, with what we saw from Oregon and Washington and obviously USC as well. And and guess what? Like Oregon State and, and Washington State? I mean, what's, but it, what's going on with that USC-Oregon State line? Have you seen that? Uh, it doesn't make any sense. But here's the thing about that. What I just said, it does the it does the Pac-12 no good for the good teams to lose to those teams. Washington State can't beat Oregon. Oregon State can't beat USC. You know, it, you need to have like three or four really good ones. At, not at, hey, in, the in conference November. is yeah, yeah, not now. You, you can't have USC lose at Oregon State. Right. Speaking of lines and speaking of college football. Don't forget to make your picks this week in the Western Oklahoma Realty College Pick'em Contest. Thank you for reminding me. 76 strong in this year's contest. Don't forget to make your picks. Nobody can beat Andy. Andy Peffer keeps on being at the top of the leaderboard. Won last year. On pace to maybe win this year. But lots of pursuers. Where are you, Jared? No, no. It's it's a bit of Are you in the second page? There you are. Yeah, it's bad, dude. Fourteen and sixteen. Yeah, Ooh. I don't know what's going on. A lot of the um last week three. backdoor cover stuff has been getting me. Three last week. Ouch. Yeah, it's not good. Ouchies. These aren't necessarily easy this week either. No, the, I thought Cle- these Clemson the, Wake Forest. The last two weeks have been much more difficult than the first two the, the first two, in my mind. Don't forget them. Make your picks. Western Oklahoma Realty College. Pick them. Big spread between Florida and Tennessee. We've never banned anybody from the show, but (laughs) Sam Green might get it. (laughs) Uh, Don't do that. Then he'll just start texting my phone. 
<laughs> Keep him on the line. Keep him on this text line. I know. So, anyway, thank you to Tyler Harrison, Robbie Allen, all the gang at Western Oklahoma Realty. Pre, uh, people before property is their motto. It's also the group's message inside of the Skinny on Sports. Western Oklahoma Realty College. Pick them. We appreciate those guys hanging in, there, hanging in there with us again this year. All right, Jared. So, tonight, Steelers versus Browns. Kind of lost. This game has lost its luster a little bit around here without the Baker Mayfield factor to go up against the Steelers. It is on Amazon Prime Video. We talked at length last week. How would that look? How would it go? Feels like most of the the most of the um, reviews were very very positive as far as the the production of it and, and, and being able to watch it. Yeah, you know some buffering from different people, but all in all. An incredible debut last Thursday by Amazon Prime into the NFL world. What do you think? I, I, I've got some. I read an article um, about what that generated. How do you think it went? Well, from what I saw, it was from limited, an Amazon perspective. From an Amazon perspective, I, what I saw, it, um, I was pleased. I thought it looked good. It sounded good. We talked about that on Friday. Um, the options I liked. I think I'm going to give that a go tonight. Uh, the analytical channel, see what that looks like. And I'm always looking for ideas to plug into big, big oak TV. So, but I, you know, different stuff like that. I I thought it went great. I thought it, I had no issues with it. Presentation so, wise, I was I thought it was good. Do how do you think it went for Amazon though? I think it was a success. I'm guessing here. Okay, so last week. On Thursday, you would be correct. More last week, last Thursday was the most prime subscriptions or prime memberships sold in a single day in the history of Amazon. Better than any Prime Day, any Black Friday, any Cyber Monday, any anything. Last Thursday was the biggest day. In memberships to Amazon Prime sold, and there can only be one thing we can contribute that to, the king, which is the NFL. Right. Also in the right. article I read, uh, uh, one of the, uh, the vice president of Amazon or whatever, uh, they were hoping for 12.5 million view- viewers. All their record, all their metrics are going to show, or they show now, it hasn't been official uh, through Nielsen, but all that's going to show that 12.5, they smashed that. So a, a rousing success in the eyes of Amazon as well. And, oh, by the way, off of that, piggybacking off of that, did you hear some of the speculation at the first of this week once they started seeing some numbers? Guess what's next for Amazon? What's that? Dipping their toe into maybe some college football. I'm telling you, it's coming. Yeah. So they, This was like a – I don't want to say experiment because I think it was going to be a it success. It was a billion dollars. Well, because it's NFL. NFL. People are going right. to tune in to watch it, That's and right. they're going to watch it. And it also helped that it was a, it was Kansas City and the Chargers. Sure did. Now, this week might be, okay, you got the Browns. Browns you got Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has a great following. Browns has some. Eh. But it's the NFL. But it is the NFL on a Thursday night prime time. Yeah, so uh, let's a, face it, we're going to watch no matter what it was on QVC everybody's going or to Amazon. We're going to or because ESPN. it's the end. We're going to watch it because it's the NFL and it's the only game in town. Right. I, I was we watch games on Nickelodeon. Oh, by the way, we've done that. <laughs> I was super glad to see last night in following Aaron Judge's at bats. I saw that they, pop on, on my. They phone. had it on ESPN Plus, but when he came to at bat, they busted into ESPN. So they were they were showing his at bats. Yeah. That was nice. Did it pop up on your phone too? I was watching it now. I, I it I was at uh, practice and it learned and said live watch now and it and it described why it's important. Yeah. Now I would watch his at bats and I'd flip it over to diners, drive-ins, and dives, and then I would kind of follow on my phone to make sure we didn't miss an at bat. Cool. Uh, but that was nice to see. Okay, coming up this week in the NFL, some pretty good games, um, and some of them with with our games where one side is super duper um desperate for wins you know and then other side where you know both are but there's some better matchups it feels like this week than there has been uh, especially last week baltimore new england is a good one 
Kansas City against a desperate Indianapolis team in Indy. Buffalo, Miami, hello. That suddenly looks really hello. good. Yeah. Two two teams obvious in need of a win. Las Vegas and Tennessee. Cincinnati at 0 2. They cannot afford to lose to the Jets to go 0 3. Philly, Washington in the East. One that's under the radar. I, I'm, I can't wait to see how Jacksonville performs against the Chargers. The Jaguars coming off that uh, what we thought was an upset win against Indy, shutting him out 24 0. Trevor Lawrence all of a sudden looks like what we thought he was going to look like under the tutelage of Doug Peterson. Is that a thing? Or will the Chargers just kind of tap him on their head and say, listen, listen, son, <laughs> that, that's cool. And, of course, you get Brady and Rodgers. You get Rams, Cardinals. Oh, that has to be game of the week, yeah. Brady, Rodgers. Brady, Rodgers, Rams, Cardinals. And then Monday night, it's uh, Dallas going to, shockingly, a 2-0 and New York Giants. Yeah. It's a good week in the NFL. Yeah, sign me up. Is anybody worried about Joe Burrow? Mm, if it wasn't for his last dri- second to last drive to tie up the game last week, I'd say yes. You know, but you notice he- what Joe Burrow has become a little bit. What? Feels like he's he's entering into the LeBron Kaepernick atmosphere. Uh, galaxy because you know every time something happens outside of sports right you notice who's commenting on it every single time uh, has he been joe burrow i have not noticed that hmm maybe more football less politics for young joe burrow would be hmm. what he needs to do i hadn't noticed that he's always in the mix hmm. Well, no, I'm not worried about him. Um, not yet. If he, he performs poorly against the Jets, though. I'm worried about him making it out of any game alive because that offensive line is so bad. I thought they fixed that. Looks like they have They it. thought they did, too. They didn't. Good luck to all the area teams in districts. We'll see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.